This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Brought to you by East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath starts now. All right, good morning. Uh, This is Pastor Brian at East Coast Christian Center. uh, Sitting in for Pastor Dan today, I have a couple co-hosts with you. This is a drive-time devotion or an anytime devotion, sure to jumpstart your day. Whether you're getting this by podcast or you're getting this in the morning, afternoon, or evening, thanks for joining us. I have with me Pastor Mark Cook. How are you doing, Pastor Mark? Good, brother. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for for being here. What's going on? What's happening? Anything exciting going on? Uh, Rain every day. That's exciting. That is exciting. (laughs) Well, we haven't had any for a while, so now the summer rain's finally rolling back in. You know what's not exciting is that I have to mow my grass more often. That's this is true. Actually, that's not exciting for my teenage sons either. My sons do. (laughs) Isn't it nice to just go, hey, my son's got that? But um, yeah, that's what's going on here in Florida. Maybe you're getting this from somewhere else around the community, around the country, and uh, you're not experiencing afternoon rain showers like we have, but uh, we're getting some rain and. uh, It's a good thing. It's part of Florida. We're the lightning capital of the world. Just stay away from that lightning. You're yeah. good. You're good. Uh, we also have Nick in the studio with us, our studio extraordinaire engineer and everything else. How are you, Nick? I'm doing good. Awesome, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for being here. We, uh, you know, this is, a like I said, this is a drive-time devotion, and we would love to jumpstart your day. It is a devotion. It's not a teaching program. It's not, you know, dissecting every verse line by line. It's actually what jumps out to us. We do read a chapter on the air, and... Uh, we just ask really God to breathe on it and just talk about what God has done or what God has shown us as we've studied it or we looked at it this um, this morning. And so, um, Pastor Mark, tell people how they can get connected to the show, would you? Yeah, we want you to get connected to Morning Breath. Once you get connected to East Coast, you can do that by uh, best ways to get our app. Download the East Coast app to your to your phone, and uh, you got you know the key to the kingdom there. You can access just about anything that's going on at East Coast, including uh, the podcast button that has our Morning Breath podcasts on it, as well as the Morning Breath guide that will show you what chapter that we've been in, uh, where we're going, so you can read along with us and, and know which way we're headed. You can go back and listen to past shows. You can do that on our website as well, ECC. Us And uh, if you need to, you can always just call the office, 452-1060. We can email or mail you a morning breath guide so that you can follow along. And, of course, use the app and the website and our Facebook page and our YouTube page and Instagram and all of that. You can you can access everything that's going on at East Coast, especially in these days where things are fluid and, and changing and uh, you, you want to know what the latest is, you can find it there. Yeah, it's a, it's a great resource for you, our website and our Facebook page. Those are ways that you can connect to all things East Coast and not just Morning Breath stuff. So um, there's a lot going on. There's a, you know, we do have kids camp. We have summer camp coming up, and you might go, how's that going to look? What's that going to you know, sound like? All that information is available on our website. I believe kids camp is a Monday through Friday out at Rocking L Ranch and uh, here locally in uh, Canaveral Groves. Monday through Friday, like I said, and it's um, a full day. Like it's a nine to three um, um, all five days, I understand. Uh, but you can get more information about that. And then youth camp will be July 13th to the 17th, Camp Calagua, High Springs, Florida. It's been changing young people's lives. Camps are, uh, are a good thing for your kids. It's a great encouraging time for them to grow in their faith and to understand more about who God is. And so yeah. check that out on our website as well, eccc.us. And I believe it's forward slash events for things that way. If you're looking for places to serve, you're looking for things to connect, we'd love to get you connected here at East Coast. And so we are in uh, Romans chapter 11 uh, today. I have New Living Translation. What do you have over there, Pastor Mark? I got the New King Jimmy. Awesome. Is uh, That's a new translation, Jimmy, I guess. Huh? <laughs> you mean James. King James. Yes. Uh, we got verse uh, 36 verses, and uh, I guess we'll break it after 18. I, uh, I'm seeing 18's right in the middle of a, a chunk there. That'll be fine. Yeah, perfect. Uh, how, about, uh, how about you read the first 18, and I'll get you started. All right, let's do it. I say to you, Pastor Mark, read, sir. I say then, has God cast away his people? Certainly not. For I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not cast away his people whom he foreknew. Or do you not know 
what the Scripture says of Elijah, how he pleads with God against Israel, saying, Lord, they have killed your prophets and torn down your altars, and I alone am left, and they seek my life. But what does the divine response say to him? I have reserved for myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to Baal. Even so then, at this present time, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. And if by grace, then it is no longer of works. Otherwise, grace is no longer grace. But if it, have, if it is of works, it is no longer grace. Otherwise, work is no longer work. What then? Israel has not obtained what it seeks, but the elect have obtained it, and the rest were blinded, just as it is written. God has given them a spirit of stupor, eyes that they should not see, and ears that they should not hear to this very day. And David says, Let their table become a snare and a trap, a stumbling block and a recompense to them. Let their eyes be darkened so that they do not see, and bow down their back always. I say then, have they stumbled that they should fall? Certainly not. But through their fall, to provoke them to jealousy, salvation has come to the Gentiles. Now if their fall is riches for the world, and their failure riches for the Gentiles, how much more their fullness... For I speak to you Gentiles, inasmuch as I am an apostle to the Gentiles, I magnify my ministry, if by any means I may provoke to jealousy those who are my flesh and save some of them. For if their being cast away is the reconciling of the world, what will their acceptance be but life from the dead? For if the first fruit is holy, the lump is also holy, and if the root is holy, so are the branches. And if some of the branches were broken off, and you, being a wild olive tree, were grafted in among them, and with, and with them became a partaker of the root and fatness of the olive tree, do not boast against the branches. But if you do boast, remember that you do not support the root, but the root supports you. Verse 18, um, but you must not brag about being grafted in. Actually, verse sorry, 19. you read that? Yeah, yeah. sorry, verse 19. <laughs> I'm reading the New, Trans, New Living Translation. Here we go, verse 19. Well, you may say, those branches were broken off to make room for me. Yes, but remember, those branches were broken off because they didn't believe in Christ, and you were there because you do believe. So don't think highly of yourself, but fear what could happen. For if God did not spare the original branches, he won't spare you either. Notice how God is both kind and severe. He is severe towards those who disobeyed, but kind to you if you continue to trust in his kindness. But if you stop trusting, you also will be cut off. And if the people of Israel turn from their unbelief, they will be grafted in again, for God has the power to graft them back into the tree. You, by nature, were a branch cut from a wild olive tree. So if God was willing to do something contrary to nature by grafting you into his cultivated tree, he, was, he will be far more eager to graft the original branches back into the tree where they belong. I want you to understand this mystery, dear brothers and sisters, so that you will not feel proud about yourselves. Some of the people of Israel have hard hearts, but this will, not, this will last only until the full number of Gentiles come to Christ. And so all Israel will be saved, as the Scriptures say. The one who rescues will come from Jerusalem, and he will turn Israel away from ungodliness. And this is my covenant with them, that I will take away their sins. Many of the people of Israel are now enemies of the good news, and this benefits you Gentiles. Yet... They, they are still the people he loves because he chose their ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, for God's gifts and his call will never be withdrawn. Once you Gentiles were, were rebels against God, but when the people of Israel rebelled against him, God was merciful to you instead. Now they are the rebels, and God's mercy has come to you so that they too will share in God's mercy. For God has imprisoned everyone in disobedience so he could have mercy on everyone. Oh, how great are God's riches in wisdom and knowledge! How impossible is it for us to understand His decision and His ways! For who can, who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to give Him advice? 
And who has given him so much that he needs to pay it back? For everything that comes from him and exists by his power and is intended for his glory, all glory to him forever. Amen. And amen. amen. There you go. You get <laughs> the double amen today. Um, awesome. So we have, uh, you know, we have a pretty, uh, pretty. Uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a pretty cool chapter here where we, uh, we see kind of a picture of uh, the grace of God and you know what, what obedience uh, to, you know, obedience by faith, I guess, and receiving the grace of God can do for us as Gentiles, as those who have been um, far off. You know, I, I'm, I'm not Jewish. I didn't grow up in the Jewish culture. I have not. I don't. I'm not the seed of Abraham that way. Um, but by the grace of God, I've been grafted in, and um, that I can celebrate today. Day because he, uh, his loving kindness um, poured out Jesus that I might actually be rescued in my yeah. far offness just as much as the as the um, as anyone else across the planet that he gave his best for me and for you and so you know what really stuck out to me I guess I'll just I'll just jump into what stuck out to me today is you know I I, I love this idea that um verse fourteen it says for for I want somehow to make the people of Israel jealous of what you Gentiles have so I might save some of them you know this this concept of of provoking um, the unbeliever at this point the unbeliever to jealousy to what I have as a believer in Christ um, it's it's been part of maybe um, maybe my bend a little bit or my passion for people in our community is I I heard a guy um, when I was young in the Lord um, his name was Ed Cole Ed Cole did some uh, maximized manhood did his men's ministry years ago he was a founder of an incredible move of God in the men's ministry arena, and he wrote a book um, called Maximize Manhood, and in that book, he talked about personal evangelism. He talked about winning them to you, that you could lead them to Christ, and that was his slogan, was really, hey, win somebody to you so you can lead them to Christ, and um, as I've um, kind of lived in different places of my life, from coming to Christ and being a college athlete and then a pro athlete and working in the world and then working in ministry full-time, you know, I've, I've experienced some different relationships along those, along those ways, and um, I understand that one of the most beneficial things for me in my personal evangelism and loving people around me is to win them to me, that I could lead them to Jesus. And I think some of that winning to me is that it would provoke some unbelievers to want what I have. Yeah. They would be jealous for what I have whether that's peace, whether that's you know joy, whether that's something financially, maybe that's a you know something that I have, like if that's a house, if that's a you know a vehicle, or that's something that somebody would go, man, how how does how does it work for that guy? Like how is that going? Like why does it work out like that? Like why does it seem to be that way for that guy? And my my hope is that I could provoke some others who don't know Jesus to come to know the one who has given it all to me, that's mm. made it all available to me. And so in just real life, real conversations, whether that's been with pro athlete or that's been, you know, the poorest of the poor, from the top to the bottom, whether it's in a, you know, a homeless shelter or that's been at, you know, million dollar athletes that I've done life alongside, the same thing remains. I haven't always had what the guy next to me's had, and I have had more than the guy next to me's had. And at the end of the day, I want them to want what I have because I have Jesus. And so yeah. if I could give them that, and I think that's what's being expressed here is that, you know, there's a picture of us as Gentiles who have been, who didn't have it, who were like, we were lost without a savior, you know? But now we have something that hopefully would provoke some others to want what we have. And so it just it was a great reminder again for me today to go, you know what, let's not just get just you know, working in ministry full-time, we can get very consumed with doing ministry and forgetting that there's a world out there that doesn't have what we have, that are missing out on what we have. And I don't want to miss that today. I don't want to walk past somebody in a, you know, in a, in a store or in a restaurant, you know, at lunchtime today or wherever I might land today, that somebody beside me might want what I have. And if I could provoke them towards that and 
jealous sounds like a, a really kind of a bad bad term, but it's really not. It's that they would want what I have, and if they would be jealous for God, man, let's go, let's give it to them. So yeah. anyway, that's what stuck out for me. Well, I actually that's that same thought pattern stuck out to me, um, and I, I kind of he he ties it back here to verse six. It says, "If it, if it's by grace, then it's no longer of works. Yeah. Otherwise, grace is no longer grace. If it's of works, it's no if it's either works or grace. It's not a combination of the two. And the picture that came to my mind as I was thinking about this, Pastor Brian, is in, in the idea of being provoked to jealousy, um, especially for the Jew. Really, it's being it's it's being provoked to jealousy because you're in a works yeah. mindset, and how you're you're pursuing God through your own effort. Yeah. And I kind of thought of it this way. I kind of thought I had this picture of a mountain, and God's on top of the mountain, and there's two perceived paths to Him. Yeah. One perceived path is completely overgrown. Yeah. And so every step of the way, there's work. Art, you yeah. got to be in there with an axe and a machete and a saw, and you're cutting and trying to clear this path. And what you don't realize is that the path actually doesn't go to the top of the mountain. It just goes around and around it. Yeah. Uh, and right next to that, there's a path that's an escalator. Yeah. Well. And I, because at first I thought of it as a road, but then I thought, you still have to walk up a road. But this is rest. Yeah. Uh, you could just sit on this escalator and just go right to the top into the presence of God. And that's what grace has opened up for us. And how, what a better picture for jealousy. Because if you're over there thinking you're going to get to God by hacking away at this path one inch at a time, and you look over and you see, who are these other people that are just sitting on this escalator and riding right up into God's presence without doing anything of their own effort? How much would that, you know, that just was a picture to me of being provoked to jealousy. And if we're striving in any way to try to get ourselves to the presence of God through our work and our effort, if we look over and we see somebody who's just basking in the presence of God and they don't seem to be doing anything of any effort at all, yeah. that's going to—what what in the world is that? You know, how, how does that work? But it's, it's one or the other. Yeah. It's grace or it's works. Verse 6 could not be clearer. It cannot be a combination of both. And sometimes we get this mental idea of, okay, well, I get the idea of grace. God loves me and he sent Jesus for me, but now I still need to do some work. Well, the only work we're called to do is the, is the good works that he foreordained for us to walk in, and that is the work of telling people about Jesus and being ministers of reconciliation. Yeah. Like you're talking about with the example. You're talking about setting an example that people would desire to know more about this God. Yeah and understand that there's a better path. Why am I striving and so anxious about trying to earn a living? Why am I working 80 hours a week when that guy's over there, you know, seeming to really not be where he's spending time with his family? He's not, you know, he's not wrecking his family to try to make ends meet. He's not, he's not doing that. He, well, if they would press in, they would learn that, well, we have a provider. Yeah, that's good. And that we've got faith in somebody who's, who's, who's providing what we need and is not expecting us to strive and lose our lives in the pursuit of something that he's already given us freely. And just that's one example, and, and those are the kind of things that that will make people question and wonder if we're really embracing grace. Yeah. And the reason I think that we can fail to make people jealous is if we don't truly embrace grace and we start seeding religion into it. Um, and, and start seeding that performance-based mindset into it. But if we can just stay focused, that, you know, at this present time, you said, there is a remnant according to what? The election of grace. Yeah. It's all through the unmerited favor of God. If we could just understand that sitting on that escalator and riding into His presence is going to make somebody who's hacking away on that path jealous, but then they don't—what what should, what should turn them is to say, hey, you don't have to stay over there on that path. Put down your tools and come sit next to me. Yeah. And that's the path that Jesus has opened up for us. And it seems it's it's contrary to so many world systems where everything is about striving and working, and we talk about that on here all the time, but you know what? That is the message of the New Covenant. Yeah. I, I, I love the idea that there's a different way. 
you yeah. know, like, and the different way is not harder, right? Like many, so when I was living in the world and didn't, didn't have a relationship with Jesus, I thought living with Jesus was hard. Like mm-hmm. I thought it was, a, I was going to take this step and it was going to be a bunch of hard work and, and I'd have to live a quote unquote holy life, right? And out of living a holy life, which, you know, there's, there's rules and regulations that would clean me up potentially so that I could then you know, have a God who loved me, right? And yep. then, then I could get the, you know, Be the, the reward of that, yeah. right? You know, and um, to understand there's a different way that actually it is, um, it's, there, there's a path, like you said, there's a path set out before us. There's good works foreordained for us to walk in. And we don't have to fight for that. It's actually, I mean, we're fighting for peace if we're going to fight for anything, is to, is to wrestle through the, how do I get peace about this path versus trying to work to get on the path, if that makes sense. The path is provided for us. And so in in the picture of, you know, there's a better way or there's a different way, um, how well are we doing at that? Like, how well am I as a believer painting a picture to the community around me, to friends, family, and everybody else around me, that there's a way that you can live with Jesus that is pleasurable, that is exciting, that living by faith actually is one of the most exciting things you could do in your entire life. Yeah. Like, you know, jumping out airplanes... I hear is pretty awesome. I'm not sure I need the adrenaline rush that way, but how about walking by faith and how about sowing something or planting something into the kingdom, whether your time, your space, your, your, I don't know what you, you name, whatever that move by faith is and doing that while you're deadly afraid on some levels, right? Like you're sweaty palming it. And like, is this really you God? And you're doing it anyway by faith because you've heard him say, come on. And in that intimacy of walking with God and seeing the fruit of that step, then looking back and going, man, that was an incredible step by faith, right? And so living a life of faith and versus a life of rules and regulations is such a different thing. And to be able to do that and go, you know what, there's a way that we could do this. And um, it's not necessarily the way that seems right. There's this verse in Proverbs 14 and 12, I think it is, that says there's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end leads to destruction. And what seems right is the default to all the patterns of this world and to just constantly just keep going down that world. And how much more so for the Jew who's grown up in a culture where there is rote repetition about things that that's how you access God. There's a different way to access God. It's by faith. It's a currency that is not of this world. It's a, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a whole different realm, and that we can do that and walk in that by grace. Man, it opens the door to so many opportunities for us that your eye can't perceive, your, your head can't get around. It's better than you could ask, think, or imagine. And so to be able to do that and be able to walk in that, it's a great reminder for me today to go, I need to be putting that on display for people around me that I can't default back to, oh, they're not worthy because they do this, this, and this. Well, they're just as worthy of the grace as I have been. Yes, that's so good. And I and, and I love that point because there is another, there is an, another edge to this thing. Yeah. And he talks about it going down into verse 25 and, and kind of on through the end. He says, you know, be careful. Don't be wise in your own opinion. Um, don't start getting the idea. And here's a danger that can come from what we're talking about, Pastor Brian. The danger can come from we start getting the idea that we're responsible for the blessings and the favor that's in our lives. Uh, And that's the mistake that we can make even when we're on the grace side. Um, We get so accustomed to walking in the favor of God that we begin to start looking down our noses at other people. We begin to start thinking that, you know what, you you should be doing as good as I'm doing. And, well, wait a minute, as good as you're doing? Yeah. 
And that's right, boom, that's where you get caught. Uh, because what the message of grace is that it's already been done. And so sometimes we can get this idea, we can let religion turn into, uh, grace turn into religion, if Very we're not quickly. careful, yeah. uh, because we start thinking that we had something to do with it. And as soon as you do that, you've actually jumped off the escalator back out into the woods. Um, but remembering that we had nothing to do with being grafted in. You know, a branch doesn't graft itself in. And, and I got an interesting picture of this, too, because I thought, you know, these branches that were broken off, you know, when a branch is broken off, it looks green and healthy for maybe a few more a hours. Bit, yeah. But then by the next day, it's all dried up and crisp. Yeah. And I thought about that because I thought, how amazing is God that these branches can be broken off, be left over onto the side. But if there's a, if there's a shift from unbelief to faith, that dry, dead branch can be grafted back in and completely yeah. come back to life. I mean, that's, that's the life-giving power of, of the grace message is incredible. Yeah, if we could be that for people, imagine, like, not if we can, we get to be that for people. We get to be the life injector. We get to be the person that comes alongside someone and said, hey, there's a better way, and inject life, the life of God, the grace of God into their situation to then bring them back. Like, there's a, there's a verse in Jude that says that we should, um, that we should rescue those who are, who are um, headed towards hell, who are headed towards a fiery ending, right? Yeah. Like, like, we should be grabbing folks. We should be... Now, that, that might feel aggressive to some, that you're like, dude, like, I don't know if I could live like that, grabbing people from the pit of hell, you know? But the reality is that we are called to inject life into somebody and rescue them, be their redemption, be their rescuer. Now, I'm not Jesus. I'm not the answer that, that gets them out of their pit, but I'm the one who will grab them and lead them into an opportunity to receive this thing by faith, yeah. this, this life abundant by faith, you know? And so think about we get to be that. We get to grab somebody's hand and walk alongside somebody. That's incredible. That's what we do in a community when we're living out this, this faith walk, when we're living out this grace message in the, in the world around us. We're going, hey, let me help you. Let me show you. Come on, come alongside instead of stiff arming people because they're not worthy. You know, there's such a difference there between grabbing a hand and stiff arming somebody. Mm. And if we're not careful, we'll become those and that just go, no, they're not, they're not able, they're not worthy, they're not whatever. You put a label on that. Yeah. But how about this instead? How about we grab the hand of somebody along to the leper, Jesus said, hey, be healed. You know, to the to the, I was reading just this morning in, in another in a portion of my devotion this morning that was away from this. But you think about the 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 blind the the, the beggar at the um, by the gate beautiful who had no way of getting. I mean, he literally had to be set down to beg every day, right? He had no future, and he just literally was going to be a beggar for the rest of his life. Somebody sitting there, a professional beggar, and here come some disciples walking past, and they had nothing to give him financially to give him, but they had something that was way better than that. And they said, "Look at me," and he changed his perception. He changed his perspective. Instead of being in shame and guilt and probably hanging his head, begging all the, he looked up to these guys and said, gold and silver have I none, but in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And his future was forever changed. Yeah. Imagine that rescue. We get to be that. We get to be the guy that says, hey, there's a better way. Come on, get up and walk. Let's go. Yeah. Somebody broken down somewhere, get up and walk. Come on, there's a way out of this. You don't have to stay there. And we get to inject life. And what an honor it is. Well, and I love the point you made earlier about some of the background that you've had. And in, 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 your, in your previous careers, you've been around people, and you still know people who have yeah. you know, made a lot of money, yeah. for example. And sometimes we make the mistake of looking at people like that, and we think, well, they, they seem to have everything together. Yeah. What, what could my life show them? They've got more money than I do. They seem to have more you know, access to everything that the world has than I do. What could I possibly have to give them? And I got the picture of this dry branch. You know what? That dry branch is still there. Yeah, it, it might be covered up with some money and some success, but there's an eternal destiny 
that still has to be rescued, and, and there's still a relationship with God that has to be reconciled. Uh, and so it's every single walk of life that there's, there's a dead branch somewhere in that life, whether, whether it's obvious, you know, the person on the side of the road, there's some obvious dead branches there. The person in the, you know, million-dollar house, maybe the dead branch isn't so obvious. But it's all going to come to an end, and there's going to come to a point where there's either there's, reconcil- there's reconciliation before God or there's not. And that's the message that we're called to tell them, because that grafting in has got to happen. It's so eternally vital. That's we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. Take this year with God at East Coast Christian University to truly understand why and how to continue your destiny and walk with Christ. Earn your associate's, bachelor's, and master's degree. Our instructors are experienced, helpful, and show a genuine love for studying the Word of God. East Coast Christian University is located at 670 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. For more information, our number is 452-1060, extension 131, and our website is eccuequipped.com. Langston Commercial Real Estate, owned by Scott Langston, a senior commercial broker, has been selling real estate and giving free consultations for over 18 years. Scott Langston will show you the best way to buy, invest, or lease commercial property. 321-403-1111. That's 321-403-1111. Hey everyone, this is Chris Johnson, and I wanted to share some exciting news with our Morning Breath family. My friend Mike Green and I had the honor of writing and producing our first EP called Moments Matter. Mike, a local business owner and Morning Breath supporter, along with myself, have been a part of East Coast Christian Center and Morning Breath together for almost two decades. And so we wanted to let you in on a preview of the music and to let you know that Moments Matter, our first single from the EP, is out now. You can buy, stream, or share it now on Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere music is sold, or check out willingheartmusic.com. We pray these songs will inspire you to make the most of every moment God gives you. Coast Vieira meets every week at Vieira High School at 9:15 and 10:45 with a high energy and dynamic children's ministry for all ages. East Coast Vieira Youth meets every Sunday night at 6 p.m. For more information or to learn more, our website is vieira.eccc.us. Welcome back to the show. 
This is Morning Breath. You know, just in closing, I want to look back at a, a verse at the top of this chapter. In verse 5, it says, in the same, It's the same today for a few of the people of Israel have remained faithful because of God's grace, His undeserved kindness in choosing them. And you know, you might look around today and you go, man, is anybody living for Jesus? Like, you're, you're tuned into a show because you know there are some people out there, right? But you might be going to work. You might be on your drive to work today and going, man, I don't see it. Or you're looking around, you're watching the news, you're looking around at all sorts of stuff, and you're going, man... I don't know where this is going to end. I don't know where this is going to end up and all the craziness and the we've been in a different season than anybody's experienced in our lifetime at least. And so you're looking around going, man, is there anybody faithful anymore? Like where are these people at, you know? I would say, you know what? Start with being faithful yourself yes. first of all and start loving some people faithfully or beside you and start looking around. Lift your head because that's where your help comes from. You know, there's a God that is going, is looking around to and fro and just looking for some faithful men to take a step out and to live courageously by faith today, just as much as back then. And so don't, don't feel like, man, well, I don't know, this is all going to end terrible. You know what? With Jesus, it's not going to be all bad. It's not, it's going to end all right. We're yeah. going to make it, you know? And let's grab some people alongside us. Let's look around and say, you know what? There are, there are some faithful people. And let me show someone faithfulness. Let me show someone what this, this life can look like. And I believe that is different in our culture today. Yeah. You can live different by just being faithful because of the grace of God, not because you work it up, but because the grace of God is yeah. empowering you to be faithful today. So let's go do it. Let's go live faithfully today and go honor God. Amen. All right. Have a great day. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.